Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Get your plug fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is, is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international over depression. <laughs> The hawking will continue until freedom improves. Ooh, bitch, you got coronavirus. I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beach gives a feeling and nothing feeling. I believe in the faith that grows and the bow I go. Inflation is up. It's up. And coming from a family when the price of gas went up, you felt it in the household. It matters. I know food prices are up and we're working to bring them down. And look. The fact is that we're in a situation now where, uh, you know, you should have peace of mind. I'm going to work like the devil to bring gas prices down, which I'm going to work in to make sure that we keep strengthening the supply chain. Inflation skyrocketing to 7.5%, a 40-year high. Inflation now costing the average American an extra $275 a month compared to last year. I think it was back in July you said inflation was going to be temporary. I think a lot of Americans are wondering what your definition of temporary is. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit. Uh, I understand that's your job. When can Americans expect some relief from this soaring inflation? It's hard to be able to start to taper off as we go through this year. I doubt it. You are fake news. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Very fake news. I will eat your ass. Fuck around and find out. I'll do it. My children aren't going hungry. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. <laughs> I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hi. Thanks, everybody, for patience as we are delayed this evening due to the Super Bowl. Uh, I know everyone is eager for Blonde's analysis of what we just saw. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Did everyone enjoy their bread and circuses? Everyone? <laughs> you know, you're very lucky. It nearly went to overtime. There was a high prospect at overtime for a moment there. but uh, Do you know what I did instead of watch the Super Bowl? I, I do, but I figure maybe you should reveal that to the audience yourself because you're very proud of it. I went to church, you heathens. Oh, there you well, go. I'm not, I'm not really proud, but I actually could, can never go to this mass because of um, the time of the show. So it was nice to be able to go at night. Using there your time wisely. There was nobody there. No one there. Yeah, <laughs> like I bet. Five people. But there was a fan of the show there who recognized me after the mass. Oh, that's very cool. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. all right. Uh, we have plenty to talk about tonight, as always, including... Uh, Canadian politicians led by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau begin their crackdowns on the Freedom Convoy. There were arrests at the bridge. Uh, there were court-ordered freezes on fundraisers. Uh, and yet, the fundraiser continues, of course. Uh, I am enjoying all the political rhetoric from pro-lockdown politicians who suddenly say that shutting down the economy is a 
bad thing that nobody has any legitimate business doing. You look, uh, you're, you're looking troubled. Is something wrong? Oh, no. I just wolfed down a piece of pizza like right before the show, uh, and it was a mistake. Was, I see. That was definitely a mistake. I'm, I'm, I was pretty responsible with my Super Bowl food. I did not overdrink. I did not overeat. But I realized I forgot to grab my customary show beer. I'm going dry tonight. There's nothing oh, no. to drink at my uh, at my side here. Are you going to have DTs? DTs? Like from alcohol withdrawal? That was... I don't was even a deep know what cut. that is. <laughs> it's delirium tremors. It's like oh. you get all. Ooh. No, no, I never. I've never. I've never got that deep. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, in other news, every day, the uh, every day, the Russian invasion of Ukraine is more imminent than the last reports are that the State Department's false flag, false flag video is nearly cut. It's almost finished in the production room. And you should expect that to hit YouTube this week, according to various uh members of the, of the state department so all right well, yeah. what's going to happen apparently russia is just sitting right there on the border ready to go it's going to happen any minute and even the bluest states are, are starting to take off the masks cnn says uh the science this is what the science dictates the president is saying it's premature so who wins the president or the science we'll find out will the real scientists please stand up but um but and before we get out of here of course we have hoax hate as always and uh, tonight's movie review is Snatch, so stick around for that. And of course, we will catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers with tonight's uh, delayed schedule. Who knows uh, what time the show goes to? I'm sure we will get to all of your chats. So thank you for hanging out with us late. If you are doing that tonight, it will be all this and more uh, on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. We have the show store up and running. If you'd like to pick up a t-shirt or a hat or a mug or any other item, we have it all. Plus, uh, we have special offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. Uh, This week's feature business is our friends over at uh, Western Razor, not Hero Soap Company. Another great company. Western Razor Company. Everyone knows how many options there are out there for shaving products, but they all seem like they come with huge compromises. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates who hate you. Well, not anymore. I'm talking about the new high noon safety razor from Western razor. Not only is it made in America, but it uses widely available double edged razor blades that only cost pennies. Each safety razors were used by just about every man in America back in the 50s and 60s until the big razor companies figured out they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions. But the safety razor has always been the superior method made out of 100 percent metal in the USA. Western razors high noon razor is a fantastic way to buy American and actually save money. Get one today. You can get 10% off everything at Western Razor, not just the razors, but other great shaving products, apparel, and more using promo code MAT10. That's 10% off at Western Razor with promo code MAT10. These razors are selling like hotcakes lately, but they do have a limited supply back in stock as of this weekend. So head on over to westernrazor.com, promo code MAT10, get yours quickly. If they're sold out when you get there, you can sign up with your email address and you will get a notification the next time they are restocked. Find everything you need from our friends at Western Razor, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Charity Swipes, Hero Soap Company, 
Phoenix Ammunition, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. I forgot to um, include this clip last week. Uh, our friend Luke in Ottawa was hanging around at the Freedom Convoy protest, the, the big one in front of Parliament, mm-hmm. and he stopped in on Viva Fry's stream and gave us a shout out uh, wearing some of the finest apparel available while doing it. Fancy friends, happy things figured out. A shout out to my good friend Matt Christensen, defensively Susan. Susan. Which is a, oh, the man Moncho, of course. Yes. No, I, I, <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you very, very, very much for this. That's shout so out. cool. Yeah. Happy anniversary to uh, Luke and his wife. That is also their, uh, this was about a week ago, but it was their 24th wedding anniversary Holy as well. Shit. What, did they get married so, when they were nine? I don't know. They must have done it early, though. Good for them. Damn, good for them. And of course, uh, thanks to Viva Fry for doing great work live streaming the Ottawa happenings and fighting the good fight. I know, we, I know. He's really killing it for a curly-haired man. He, <laughs> for a curly-haired guy, I got to yeah. give him some credit. I, we I don't do know how too. tall he is, though. So you know, the he jury's looks tall. Still he looks tall. So um, it's fine. <laughs> we also <laughs> had, uh, and his live streams are crushing it. By the way, the, the what, yeah. not just the ones with Robert Barnes, but specifically his streams at what's going on in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had a listener meet up in Dayton, Ohio, and it has been one year since the Dayton, Ohio group of listeners first uh, had their first meetup this time. Remind last year. me of what happened. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I the emailer um, told me it reminded me of the story. I know we told it on the stream, but they had a meetup at a bar or a restaurant in Dayton last year at this time. And they were accused by the staff and some patrons of being a QAnon convention, essentially a QAnon meeting. And they say that some masked old man berated them outside and asked them if they voted for Trump. I'm told the happenings this year were much calmer. Nobody, um, nobody interrogated them about whatever they're doing. That bearded guy. I hope he was there last year. He should have kicked the shit out of that. (laughs) He, he made the group very intimidating this year. Good for him. Uh, we uh, will get to later in the show. There are some at least modest white pills happening every day. And some of that is the rolling back of Corona restrictions. Um, and whether that's due to the political support crumbling or just people being sick of it, or maybe Democrats are trying to take credit for easing those restrictions just in time for those midterm campaigns, the masks uh, and the vac- in many cases, the vaccine mandates too are dropping uh, daily, but not yet in Boston. And the modest white pill here is the internet treatment of new mayor Michelle Wu, who has oh, prided so herself. Funny. Did you have a chance to watch this? It was great. Yeah, I watched it like five times. New mayor Michelle Wu, who has prided herself on this uh, vaccine mandate called Be Together. That was one of her early acts in office. She also has maintained a, a mask mandate in Boston. But she hosted this Instagram live stream on Friday, and it, she was supposed to be joined by a, a member of Congress. I, I'm not sure it's even clear who that member of Congress was supposed to be. But Michelle Wu is hanging out on her live stream, and she says she's going to answer people's questions on this stream. But the chat just became a barrage of criticisms against her and her mandates and demands for those for the removal of those mandates. And she just ignored those comments and instead commented only on the nice things that people had to say and the innocent questions about how much she likes Boston in the winter. Oh, since she's unable to join. 
Oh, she's got that look on her face. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. In the meantime, I will try to just fill time by answering any questions anyone has. Any questions, but not those on the screen. I see a lot of friends who uh, have different... Oh, Happy New Year. Yes, Year of the Tiger. Very, very cute tiger emoji. Please help. Someone please help me. What's my favorite thing about Boston winter? Um, I, I, I love snow. <laughs> Michelle will. Oh my God. Love snow. If you're listening to an audio version of the show, I would encourage you to go find that video clip. I'll, I'll link it in the YouTube description too. It's all about watching her facial reactions. That's that's yeah, the it, best part of it. Where she's trying to keep a neutral expression, but she knows she's super <laughs> fucked and she's about to get memed. Yeah. Now, I've not seen any formal response from Michelle Wu to the questions that were raised at this event. Uh, she's not announced any changes to current policies in Boston as of this moment, but at least some momentary embarrassment was suffered, which is uh, you know, well worth the effort. <laughs> Applause to the people who were in that in that chat. Mm. Now, another piece of encouragement um, shifting uh, public opinion has been shifting on guns, really going back to 2020. And how could it not when you have police forces uh, having their resources reduced and you have criminals being uh, let out onto the streets and you have rampant crime being overlooked, in many cases outright excused. Uh, you, you learn very quickly it's up to you to defend yourself and your family. And that's true even if the police are perfectly um, they have all the resources they need and they, they do a perfect uh, they're, they're, they do, um, they conduct their job perfectly. You still need to defend yourself. That's the reality. And a lot of people are learning that. Well, Gallup reported in November that the percentage of Americans who want stricter gun control laws is down to 54% since 2014. Um, or that's its lowest since 2014 rather. And among independents supporter for uh, support for stricter gun control is down 15 points since 2020 from 60% down to a 45% minority. Now that is a swing that is so dramatic that Beto, hell yes, we're going to take your AR and your AK O'Rourke. He's walking it back, is he? He's now uh, saying, well, hey, he has no interest in taking anything from anybody. Beto is now running for Texas governor. And he was asked about this uh, classic, about that classic line from the 2019 uh, presidential debate stage. So just to refresh your memory, here was Beto on that 2019 debate stage. And then here is Beto in Tyler, Texas this week. Are you proposing taking away their guns and how would this work? Hell yes. We're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. took a question about his controversial stance on guns and those 2019 remarks about taking away AR-15s and AK-47s. I'm not interested in taking anything from anyone. What I want to make sure that we do is defend the Second Amendment. I want to make sure that we protect our Ooh. fellow Texans far better than we're doing right now. <laughs> really? Now, uh, maybe he has seen the light. More realistically, he's now running for a Texas state office instead of trying to impress national democrats you be the judge but uh i'll take the change of heart regardless i suppose good lord 
Is anybody calling him out on this? I suppose that's what the person asking the question was trying to do, but uh, I don't know. I mean, doesn't he do a good job of calling himself out, really? I'd, I'd be shocked if he were to be victorious in this race, but we Monster shall see. Douche. Uh, what a waste of a tall man, as Blonde would say. He's Beto too O'Rourke. thin to be attractive, though. Oh, okay. Somebody already took his guns. That is the meme. Unfortunate. Anyway, uh, there were a couple, there are a couple stories about uh, possibly illegal spying that uh, has been going. Shocking revelations that the CIA, who is supposed to be strictly limited to monitoring foreign terrorism threats, uh, know, they might be spying on all of us. Who knew? What a surprise. I feel like these both should be big stories, but no one gives a shit because they are just the most unsurprising things I've ever read in my life. Like I, I barely saw coverage about these. What about you? Uh, I, I've seen them both circulating in right wing media yeah. this week. But uh, so, I, of course, I, I've seen them. But but are they leading nightly news broadcasts? No, they're no, not mentioned not. there. So it's two Democrats on the Senate Intelligence Committee have revealed that the CIA has a secret undisclosed data repository that includes information collected about Americans. What a surprise. Didn't we already know this, though? Well, this is, I guess that's what I'm unclear on. We know they've been doing this because of Snowden. But yes. what's, the, what's the new revelation here? Not much. I mean, the neither the agency nor the lawmakers disclosed any specifics about the data and, and from where they, it was collected. Um, the senators allege the CIA has long hidden details about the program from the public in Congress. Maybe that's the revelation, but it's mm. um, Ron Wyden of Oregon and Martin Henrik of New Mexico. And they sent a letter to top intelligence officials calling for more details about the program to be declassified. And then when the letter was returned, uh, like everything was blacked out. But they oh. say that the program operated outside the statutory framework that Congress and the public believe govern this collection. So this is something of an addendum <laughs> to the okay. to the Snowden um, revelation. Yeah. And the CIA on Friday, this is um, interesting, said the program highlighted by the senators and another disclosed this week are, quote, repositories of information about the activities of foreign governments and foreign nationals. We already knew uh, this is how they were going to get around this, right? Because That's always the, the pretense. Oh, we, foreign, we catch yeah. you up in communication with some foreign person. and Yeah. Didn't yeah. we learn about um, all of this because of the, the FISA stuff? It's like they're, they're, this is clearly going to be how they're going to uh, circumvent all these existing laws. So just so I understand, <laughs> there's no information available other than what these two Democrats are saying. But it was so shocking that even Democrat senators are saying, whoa, the surveillance state has gone way too far, even yeah. potentially against our political enemies. We're going to call yeah, this one out. Yeah. OK, I guess to be fair, as fair as possible, um, I'm not a big fan of Ron Wyden politically, but I think he has actually um, taken some stances on this in the past. So it's not totally outside of character for a, at least him, as far as I understand. But um, maybe those they're those Bill Maher style Democrats. Um, I wouldn't count on it, but maybe this is so bad that they've finally seen enough, I suppose. And, and yep. other truths that everybody knew were already true, but we have more evidence to substantiate. I'm a little encouraged that something is still happening with the Durham probe. We have a I know, little bit of, I totally forgot about that. Everybody thought he died or something, yeah, but he's still yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. So lawyers for the Clinton campaign, uh, they've discovered in the investigation, they paid a technology comp company to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and later the White House because they were trying to establish um, an inference and a narrative 
to bring to government agencies linking Trump to Russia. Mm. <laughs> this was from a filing from the Durham investigation. So he filed a motion on February 11th, which was focused on potential conflicts of interest related to, um, you remember, Michael Sussman. Uh, oh, and yeah. he, Michael Sussman, has been charged with making a false statement to a federal agent, and he is pleaded not guilty. I believe we covered that back in the day. Um, but his filing, uh, Durham's filing on February 11th, in a section titled Factual Background, it reveals that Sussman, quote, had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including a tech executive, which they're calling Tech Executive One, at a U.S.-based internet company, Internet Company One, and the Clinton campaign. So the filing goes on to say, in connection with these efforts, Tech Executive One exploited uh, exploited his access to non-public and or proprietary internet data. So not publicly uh, available informa information. Um, Tech Executive One also enlisted the assistance of researchers at a U.S.-based university who were receiving and analyzing large amounts of internet data in connection with a pending federal government cybersecurity research contract. So it looks mm -hmm. like this is data mining, things that they not they, they would not have had access to otherwise, probably illegally, <laughs> illegally um, obtained. And then it goes on to say, Tech Executive One tasked these researchers to mine internet data to establish an inference and a narrative tying then candidate Trump to Russia. In doing so, Tech Executive One indicated that he was seeking to please certain VIPs referring to individuals at uh, Perkins Coie, presumably, okay. and the Clinton campaign. So once again, a story that probably should be um, huge news, but nobody gives a shit because we already knew this. And Hillary is still busy on Twitter selling her but her emails hats over the weekend. So nothing to see here. It was all uh, a made up <laughs> grand right wing conspiracy to get yeah. her, despite the emerging evidence that... This kind of has legs and they didn't mention I haven't read this report in detail. They still have not given any sort of timetable for the release of John Durham's findings. Remember when Doesn't they said matter. he can release all sorts of stuff that's incriminating. No one's going to give a fuck. Nothing's going to happen. Probably. Who cares? Who cares just, about this? I just remember when they were saying it's going to happen before the election. That was oh, that's fall right, yeah. 2020. Here we are we a year still and a half hope later. Back then, didn't we? Maybe a little bit. Uh, but, they were so um, young then. But even the thing is, even if it doesn't lead to uh, outcomes of justice, like in the legal sense, uh, I still want to see the outcomes as a matter of truth. I want to see what his investigation finds and what he learns. And that's been Why? several years. You know what is true. I suppose. Already. It might just be like these last two reports that we looked at where it's like, oh, additional substantiation of things that were known years ago. Yeah. Excellent. If I had any doubt, it would serve to prove to me that I was being gaslit. And that might be beneficial psychologically but otherwise this just has no utility all right let's move on to something lighter then which is who the hell is justin trudeau's <laughs> real dad that's i always knew he looked like a faggy swarthy bastard there you I go knew. there's that spirit it's it's right back with you all right um i, I want to talk about this briefly because some additional evidence has has emerged the uh as the canadian protests uh, the freedom convoy protests intensify of course, scrutiny into the heritage of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has also inten intensified. Now, it's long been yeah. speculated based on photos that his mom see. is a Cuban banging sleut. That's actually kind of established hmm. um, because it's not just the photos that they happen to look alike. It's uh, that the cast uh, that that Margaret Trudeau and the Trudeau uh, Pierre Trudeau, former former Prime Minister and Justin's alleged father, they had a relationship with 
um, Fidel Castro in the 70s and 80s. And it's been speculated that perhaps Justin uh, is the son of Fidel. Now, Pierre and Margaret actually got later divorced, and it was speculated that uh, some of her looseness may have contributed to that decision. What did she let Fidel Castro do with a Cuban cigar? Yeah, that's a great question. Or was that Bill Clinton's bit? Yeah, maybe, was maybe he borrowed it from him. I was making a double layered joke. It was pretty good. I like it. <laughs> All right. There's this, <laughs> there's circumstantial evidence to believe maybe this is possible, but it's never been proven because we've never had the episode of Mari that everyone deserves, which is Justin Trudeau taking, uh, taking a, a paternity test uh, and Fidel, I, I guess too, or Pierre, one of the two, but this is this is the new evidence that has emerged. Yes, Twitter has officially reported that Justin Trudeau is the son of former Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau and Margaret Margaret Trudeau, despite false claims. So again, mainstream denial is, is as rock solid of evidence as you're going to get. But I I did want to dig into this and evaluate the evidence because I think it's they're they're making a definitive claim there. And so I wanted to see the definitive reason why we can eliminate Fidel as Justin's possible dad. One of the things that's cited by Twitter's definitive claim is the Snopes article from a couple years ago, back when Fidel died in 2016. And it's false to claim that Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's son. On what basis? Well, you scroll down and they figure out that um, that Justin Trudeau uh, had to have been conceived between March 16th and April 22nd, based on his birthday of Christmas Day, 1971. So March 16th to April 22nd, 1971, Justin Trudeau conception date. We know that Margaret Trudeau was married to Pierre on March 4th, and they honeymooned until March 8th. When they returned home, Margaret moved in with Pierre for the first time. So their case is just that it's unlikely that Margaret went straight from a honeymoon and and a new move in to Cuba. But they actually have no proof of where she was between March 16th and April 22nd, which is the window that they identify, um, except that Pierre and Margaret attended a local event on March 27th together. But this same piece, um, the same piece of evidence that they offer on that notes that Margaret did not travel with Pierre to an April trip to the Niagara region. Now, why not? Where was she at that time? It is known that Fidel gave public speeches in Cuba on April 1st and April 19th, 1971. But the evidence that there's this does not definitively eliminate the possibility that the two met up at that point in time. It just casts doubt on it that why would she meet with Fidel shortly after her honeymoon? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but it's possible that I I was disappointed in this fact check. Not even that I buy this theory seriously, but it's saying it definitively did not happen. But they can't actually conclude that these people were never in the same places at the same times in that time frame. That's true. So is it likely? I mean, seriously speaking, probably not. But the way that they say this is definitively not true and then fail to prove it is definitively untrue makes me kind of believe that the establishment fact check in denial is actually evidence of it being real but that's beside the point because the real story is about what this guy and the rest of his politician friends are doing to the freedom convoy in canada and the crackdowns are starting um, specifically on this bridge 
between Ontario and Michigan, where they, there was a whole uh, blockage of traffic throughout the weekend and, and uh, the days prior. And now I guess they've busted it up and actually arrested people. What are the details here? Yes, they have. So Canadian police have finally moved in and arrested. I thought they were going to do this a while ago and arrested protesters who have been blocking the entrance to the ambassador bridge between the U.S. and Canada. Um, have they truly been blocking it like in its entirety? I don't know if they blocked all if it was a full blockage or in the case of like Ottawa, there are there are lanes of traffic to move downtown Ottawa. I'm skeptical this case, of this claim anyway. I think I got this from mainstream media. So police in Windsor, Ontario, said Sunday morning that several arrests were made and that all of those arrested face a charge of mischief, the most adorable of charges. Yeah. Most of the at least 12 arrests so far occurred Sunday and at least five vehicles were seized. And the Windsor police said in a tweet, enforcement actions continue at the demonstration area with arrests being made. They added in a separate post, there will be a zero tolerance for illegal activity, the public should avoid the area. I like how they care about enforcing the law now. Yeah, interesting. Um, we'll, I want to get to a little bit of that political hypocrisy in a moment because it, it really does go both ways. You see people on the left saying, well, I can't believe right wingers are outraged by or are, they're OK with traffic blockages now, but they weren't when Black Lives Matter so much as uh, steps foot in an intersection in uh, Minneapolis or Portland or something like that. Well, Okay. Um, in in general, I don't it like is. obstructing roadways, but I I don't remember the, the outrage. The of your grievance factors into this. Okay. Uh, there's also that one is yeah. based on a fundamental uh, uh, assault on people's rights, and the other is based on a fundamental lie about quote unquote racist policing. It, it, it's that that does matter. Um, and I, in a in a perfectly pure world, I would agree that we shouldn't be obstructing roadways. I would also ask. Who did the original obstruction of the economy? Yeah. Who who's obstructing that? And when you set rules that obstructing roadways is perfectly fine, you don't get to yell at other people for playing by those rules. I'm not a big fan of the rules we're playing by right now, but I understand why they're being played that way. And I will also say we don't have to stick strictly on the point of who's blocking what roadways. I haven't seen a lot of buildings burned down. I haven't seen a lot of outright vandalism and looting associated with these quote unquote blockages. So yeah. even if we want to say that the blockage is um, is not uh, legitimate, there was all sorts of add-ons that we saw in the summers prior that don't apply here either. It's because anyway, white people are polite. That's what's well, going on here. Canadians and are the Canadians. politest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there are now several states of emergency. This is how ridiculous it gets. States of emergency declared over the Freedom Convoy, municipally in Ottawa, provincially in Ontario, and apparently even one federally um, I'm not exactly clear what the federal state of emergency is. It might be related to the inter uh, international travel over the bridge. But in general, what are these things doing? They're allowing executives, government executives, so your mayors, your governors, uh, to say that there is an urgent threat that requires quick action to protect health, uh, safety, and welfare of people and limit damage to property or the environment. That's sort of the statutory or legal definition of what's going on here. Ontario Premier Doug Ford says he will enact orders making it crystal clear that it is illegal and punishable to block and impede the movement of goods, people and services along critical infrastructure. Uh, now, it, it's it's interesting that um, that now inhibiting movement and economic activity is a threat because, again, it was perfectly acceptable when this sort of thing happened for two years. That was not not only was that uh, deemed not a threat, it was deemed legitimate 
uh, the, 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 an outcry that we all have to listen to because this is the yeah. language of the oppressed and all this. Now it's a threat. It's not just illegitimate. It's a, it's a threat to our safety. But um, in general, these orders say that, that this is urgent and that I, the executive, can issue orders that have the force of law without actually going through the normal legislative process. That's the idea here. And in the strictest sense, as I said, um, yeah, do, do I have a huge problem with keeping public uh, roads of travel open? I don't have a huge problem with that. But it's very clear that's not strictly what they're trying to do if it, right. if all it is is moving people out of roadways so that traffic traffic can travel through okay i mean we already have laws to that effect anyway so why do we need states of emergency but why are we doing all these uh, extracurricular things which we'll get to in a moment as well it does seem like the state of emergency is declared such that you can declare all sorts of things that would otherwise be legal as threatening and you can sick the police to go crank down on them. We've seen at least anecdotal cases to this effect, yeah. which we'll get to in a moment. But Justin Trudeau, he said as much this week. He said, if you are protesting, you are now participating in illegal activity, at least at the bridge and at certain sites. If you joined the protests because you're tired of COVID, you now need to understand that you are breaking laws. The consequences are becoming no. more and more severe. You don't end up losing your license, end up with a criminal record, which will impact your job, your livelihood, even your ability to travel internationally, including to the US. We've heard your frustration with COVID with the measures that are there to keep people safe. We've heard you. It's time to go home now. Okay. What a faggot. Like they're going to care that, uh, that oh, they might lose their license because they're they're doing something illegal. These are people whose backs are against a wall. Oh, oh no, well, we're not going to be able to travel internationally. You can't do that anyway without a vaccine. So why would they give That's a fuck? That's the whole point. I know. It's well, like, is you, he guys even are listening gonna, to you guys are going to be able to do your job, you know. Like, yeah, that, that's kind of why that's we're here. That's the problem, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's a political strategy first defame them as a fringe minority that may not have worked at least effectively as he wanted so next you threaten to make them criminals for exercising their rights good luck with that i would take that as an admission that he's losing uh, and i really take issue when he says hey guys we've heard you we've heard you now it's time to go home first of all you have not heard them you've not met with them so you've you only heard them done anything right from afar and yeah as though all you I just now that you've been you've been listened to now you go home. But to the point that you're making, go home to what they want right. to work. You won't let them work. If you let them work, they'll go home tomorrow. Problem solved. Yeah. Very easy. OK. And I, I mentioned that we have some uh, sort of suspicious crackdowns in the works. And um, this is what I'm talking about. It's It's making. Otherwise legal things illegal and cracking down on people in aggressive ways. So. It's not just going to be these illegal blockages that are going to be policed, and it's not just illegal blockages that have been policed. I, I, it, it is and it will continue to be legitimate protest activity, including so in Ottawa, uh, a judge said on Monday that honking is banned after 10 days or, or for 10 days after Ottawa residents filed a lawsuit. People who live there got annoyed with the honking. Part of their suit was no more honking, at least for now. And the judge said, OK, so then later in the week, this old man. Uh, was stopped by a cop for honking the horn of his van, like a minivan. And he was then arrested for refusing to provide ID. Check out this scene. 
Because I tuned the horn. Yeah. yeah. He's coming hit me. Yeah, it's called right. communism. That is why you're pulled over. It's called communism. Right. Why are you doing this? Because it's an offense. Of it's what? It's an offense to be if you're annoyed. No, it is not an offense since when? Tell me it's not. I have it written down that it is. It's actually an so offense. So you're you're right? standing with your lying government? No. Or what? Hey. Under what are you doing? What are you doing? Failing to ID. Well, hey! Hey! That's assault. I've got it all on video. Yeah, he failed to ID. Get back. Hey, hey. Get back. Get back. Okay. What a bunch of motherfuckers. Are you serious right now? First of all, oh, very back the blue, racist. Though, for real. Very, <laughs> yeah. Very racist of them to ask for ID. I, I have to yeah, point that I out. I know. He did look pretty um, Mexican. Wait a second. <laughs> Maybe they're onto something here. But yeah, uh, just following orders, just following orders. I'm glad to see that 80 year old threat to the community has been um, forcibly dealt with. Uh, we won't we won't have to endure any, um, you know, any generic traffic noises from that man. And I say 80 year old. That's a slight exaggeration. He's a 78 year old great grandfather. Yeah, that dude was old as shit and like four feet tall. It's under five feet tall. The report this is says the first time yeah. in, in my personal history where, I, where I've sided over the, sided with the short dude. That's how bad dude. it was. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, this guy, this old man says he saw a trucker and he gave a thumbs up and a honk and he was confronted for, quote unquote, unnecessary noise by the police. His sons say he may have to go to the hospital for an X-ray on his shoulder. Notably, though, the honking ban that I referenced, that that's about air horns and train horns. And I'm not an expert in what kind of horns trucks have, but I do know it's different than regular car horns, which is what he honked. And the injunction from the court or the, the horn stoppage does not apply to regular cars, as far as I understand. At least that's what it says in this report. He was cited 118 bucks for unnecessary noise. And not only that, but there are reports that the Ottawa police are focusing on children at the protest. So many protesters, uh, many of these truckers have brought their families, including their children with them. The Ottawa police are working with the Children's Aid Society to investigate allegations of child abuse and whether a child may need protection in the convoy. Oh, my God. Well, so it begins. Yeah. You want this to get really messy. Start sicking cps or the equivalent in there and say well you're a bad parent for bringing your kid to the to the convoy protest and again like uh, matters of pure principle do i want children um used as political props or out protesting no i don't really think that's what's going on here though i haven't seen a no. lot of children holding up the signs like we might see at a typical leftist protest right this is right. just my dad is out of work and we're here to support him and we travel as a family that, that's as yep. far as i understand that's what's going on yeah Yikes. Yikes. Elsewhere in Ontario, uh, apparently uh, well, there's a video from a woman's home that's gone viral after she received a visit from an Ontario provincial police officer who said uh, this woman recording had been identified as a participant in a Facebook uh, protest group. And the police are providing her with information on how to protest peacefully to make sure that she doesn't break any laws. This is just some information about peaceful protests. That's all it is. Okay, so you saw something on my Facebook? No, on the Facebook group. <clears throat> okay, and decided to come to my personal residence to 
give me information about peaceful protest? Yes. Because of the protests happening province-wide, yes, we have been monitoring the protests. Okay. okay. So there's a protest coming up. I'm simply providing you with information about a peaceful protest. And now I'm leaving. It's just a proactive measure to make sure you understand your rights about peaceful protesting. I, absolutely. I have Perfect. a copy of the Canadian Charter of Rights Excellent. and Freedoms, so, so I'm well within that and, and yeah. very understanding of that. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm, okay. I'm hoping that uh, you guys aren't going to waste our tax dollars continuing to do this to everybody. But uh, now it's nice to know that uh, we're, we're being watched. Hmm. Get off my property. I love that Canadians are so polite. Like, did you see her go like this when they're trying <laughs> yeah. to take your rights away? We're just um, we're just checking to make yeah. sure that you don't you don't do anything. God, this well, is so I, outrageous. I, I would say it's an intimidation tactic, but the, this chick She's cop like, is the not least intimidating, intimidating law enforcement officer I've ever seen. She's going to get moldy locked immediately in the coming civil war. She will. Oh my gosh. I would watch a video of her getting punched in the face 3000 times, which is twice as many times as I watch moldy locks get punched in the face. <laughs> now, when uh, there's a new North American alliance and this chick is teamed up with that cocky TikTok army lesbian to go out on patrol, I don't have a lot of confidence in their mission success prospects. Oh, no, they'll get beheaded but, immediately by Muslims. And that's a that's a beheading I could get behind. This is the fate that they chose. OK. <laughs> also, so it, it, this, the strategy on expanding policing and declaring perfectly legitimate protest activity as some kind of threat worthy of uh, extra legislative law enforcement. There is also what they're doing to strangle the financial resources of the convoy and the protesters. So last weekend, the news was that GoFundMe had axed the convoy fundraiser on that side after it collected about 10 million bucks. The convoy then replaced GoFundMe with Give, Send, Go and raised almost that same amount back again. They are currently at just over $9 million on that one. And then this week, the Ontario government won a court order to freeze access to the money through Give, Send, Go. How? A spokeswoman for Premier Doug Ford says the order applies to specific. This It's not all of Give, Send, Go. It's just the specific Give, Send, Go pages of uh, the names of the Freedom Convoy 2022 uh, page, which is the main one, the nine million dollar one. And then there's a, a smaller one called Adopt a Trucker, which has almost seven hundred thousand dollars in it currently. Uh, the, the, only those two pages are frozen. And a spokeswoman for Doug Ford says uh, cited a, um, a, a section of the criminal code that allows the attorney general to apply for a restraint order against any, quote, offense related property. So if I understand that correctly, I think they're saying that something to the effect of financing illegal activity is going to be halted, even though there's no demonstration that this is financing anything illegal. Uh, at least that that they've provided now for its part i gotta give a, a big credit to give send go because they could just fold and say uh, yes sir you're the boss uh, we won't do it again and they're not they're saying yeah. don't care lol canada has no jurisdiction over us i know yeah so good for them i i gotta yep. give credit to anytime these alt tech platforms like this stand up and give the the forces of censorship or crackdowns or whatever else give them the finger they get applause from me. So Give, Send, Go tweeted out um, late in the week. Know this. Canada has absolutely zero jurisdiction over how we manage our funds here at Give, Send, Go. All funds for every campaign on Give, Send, Go flow directly to the recipients of those campaigns. 
not least of which is the Freedom Convoy campaign. So they're not backing down. I um I was unclear what's going on at the moment because I'm not sure if money is flowing at this time or not. Um, but Freedom Convoy spokesman Benjamin Dichter, who was on the show last week, tells me that um, Give, Send, Go is currently holding the money. Uh, so the, Give, Send, Go is holding the money and the convoy's legal team is going to court tomorrow, Monday, to start the process of releasing the funds. So based on the information that I've received, um, if you donated to get through Give, Send, Go, don't worry about it. They're working hard to get that to where it belongs. And you should be able to continue to donate on Give, Send, Go. The idea here being that this is going to be a momentary setback. It's not like your money's going to disappear or it's going to be given to some charity right. of some leftist choosing or something like that. You can People still will hang on, though, for this cause. I think well, I think they're only going to dig in more and they're starting. There's evidence that some cracks are starting to form in the mandate uh, wall. And uh, so I don't think they have to hold on much longer. And, um, you know, you might you might wonder when you uh, when you uh, when you look at a problem like this, well, um, it wouldn't it be nice if there's some kind of decentralized finance system where we wouldn't have to rely on one middleman either refusing to perform the financial tra- transactions or dealing with a court yeah. order to prevent them from doing that. Um, yeah, that's why they're running uh, Bitcoin as well. I forgot to include uh, I could grab the link here. I don't have it handy, but atop the description, if you're interested in supporting the Freedom Convoy, there's also a, a way to contribute through Bitcoin. And I've put that uh, that link uh, atop our video description as well. And they're doing quite well through Bitcoin. Uh, the convoy is as well. So find that if you're interested in supporting them. And I mentioned that this is kind of, uh, this is working, or at least it looks like the cracks are forming just this morning, Ontario premier Doug Ford, uh, or at least it's reported that he will announce an update tomorrow. Uh, that it, It'll be a plan uh, for dropping all restrictions That'll be reported tomorrow. The plan is for recommend these these mandates to be dropped, uh, all restrictions to be dropped by March 31st. Now, that's not as good as immediate, considering that's about six weeks off, um, and maybe it's not good enough, but it's a lot better than never, and it's a lot better than the yeah. status quo. And it's hard to attribute some of these cracks forming uh, to anything other than the truckers and the convoy and the ongoing unrest. So. Good for them. It looks like they are gaining some traction here. They're also gaining some traction uh, by doing some damage to public opinion about Justin Trudeau, though, in fairness, maybe Justin does that himself quite well. But um, but yeah, he, uh, the polling conducted during the week shows that only 16 percent of Canadians would vote for Trudeau based on uh, his last two weeks of performance. Now, of course, only 16 um, percent. Is that what you just said? And also, that's a little bit of a shock statistic because, number one, he's not necessarily popular Canada-wide. Right. And it's not as though all Canadians vote for him um, through the parliamentary system. You know, he, he's chosen by his party. If you live outside of his, what is their congressional district, effectively, you're not voting right. for Justin Trudeau directly. So that may sound worse than it actually is, but it, you know, it's still not good. And it's not good when you consider it uh, with reference to these other poll findings as well. Uh, 44% of respondents said Trudeau's statements on protesters have, quote, inflamed the situation. 
So a good chunk of Canadians think he's making things worse, not better. 53% said Trudeau looked weak in the face of threats to the country. Now, that's an anti-Trudeau response. I also don't like that kind of leading question or the question that grants the premise that these people are threats to the country. Right. But people don't think he's doing a good job, whether we accept that premise or not. Um, One pollster quoted in this story says, um, the last time I've seen numbers even close to this were in the final days of uh, Brian Mulroney. This is um, John Wright, executive vice president of Maru Public Opinion. I think this could cost him his job, referring to Trudeau. So we'll we'll see about Mm. that. Other polling also shows Canadians turning against coronavirus mandates and restrictions generally. One poll shows 54% of Canadians now favor an immediate end to all restrictions and to start treating coronavirus more like the flu. So a, a slim majority is finally there. Took took you guys long enough, but I'll take it. You know? <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I mean, it, these are these are small steps, but these are steps that I don't think would be happening were it not for the people putting their necks on the line and facing potential criminal records now. Yeah. But yeah. man, um, I, I, I gave these people credit before and they deserve it. If they're willing to hold the line in the face of the threats that have been levied against them by their prime minister, you guys are um, you guys are brave uh, in addition to just being right on the issue in the first place. So yep. um, I really hope they don't crack because I, I think they're about 99 percent of the way there if they can just hang on a little longer. Yeah, I agree, man. I hope that this this really turns people around it seems like they're inspiring other people in other countries so i'm i'm pretty hopeful about that yeah if they're the, the real deal though i stand corrected not a psyop no psyop yeah. here i mean <laughs> there's a psyop within this ah. but this itself is not a psyop i did want to speak briefly about one more piece of political hypocrisy you know we had uh, doug ford in ontario uh, he's been saying that that obstructing economic activity is a threat while we have our own American hypocrisy queen on the other side of that bridge. So recall nearly kidnapped, of course, uh, nearly kidnapped by feds, Michigan Governor <laughs> Gretchen Whitmer. So frightening. She has also been out publicly condemning the Freedom Convoy and the obstruction of the bridge between Ontario and Michigan. And she says the financial costs imposed by these protesters is massive and damaging. Every minute this goes on is lost wages. It's damage to our businesses. This is an illegal blockade. And while people have the right to protest, they don't have a right to illegally block the largest land border crossing in North America. Hundreds of millions of dollars a day are being lost. There are Michiganders who are hardworking, simply want to show up to their job, and they're out of work right now. This is having a huge impact, and we are pushing on the Canadian government to resolve this swiftly and safely because every minute this goes on is incredibly damaging to our economy and to our people. Okay. Like she gives a shit about people's lives and their livelihoods and their in the local economy and stuff. What is she talking about? It's like now do every minute of the last two years. Yeah. Were I know. those damaging to our businesses and our jobs and, and all the lost wages? Now, recall, in addition to just the general lockdowns that she insisted upon and fought to maintain in court. The specifics, she personally harassed that old man barber for months. And made him fight in court all the way up to the state Supreme Court. And maybe if you're Gretchen Whitmer, 
or a Gretchen Whitmer supporter, you say, well, yeah, the difference, as Gretchen Whitmer identifies, is that Whitmer legally stopped businesses and these truckers are illegally stopping businesses. Well, uh, even if I were to, to grant that she has some special power to do that or some special legal right, which I don't, uh, she didn't do it legally. In yeah. fact, the state high, the state Supreme Court ruled that the way she handled this, the governor does not have the authority under state law to continue the state of emergency that she was using to continue all of these lockdown measures. Because, of course, she was at odds with the Michi- with the Michigan legislature the whole time. She did it illegally. Yeah. In the same way, she's the same way she's accusing other people. So there is absolutely no moral or legal basis uh, for her to stand on when she makes these claims. But um you know, it's um from all of these people. I don't know about Doug Ford in Canada because I don't follow Canadian politics as closely. But Gretchen Whitmer and the other lockdown happy governors, what what's what's been the the general reasoning or logic from from them this whole time? Well, you know, nobody likes this, but if you just comply, it'll all be over soon. It's very easy; just comply, and we'll be back to normal. Well, that works in reverse now too. Gretchen yep. Whitmer, Doug Ford, just comply. Just Justin comply. Trudeau, just comply, yep. and it'll all be over. And it's not even it's not even comply. It's like we're not actually forcing you guys to do anything. It's just stop. Just leave people alone. And this is all over. Yeah. Just stop the fuckery. And it's all over. It's not like, hey, go uh, get in that cage for a while and and we'll let you know when it's okay to come out. It's like just stop messing with people's lives. That's all you have to do. And this is all over. Just comply. See it all go away. What's going to happen? What do you think? I think given um, the cracks forming in Canada and given even blue state governors, as we'll get to in a minute, deciding mask politics uh, are not not good anymore and it's time to ditch that. I've been wrong several times. (laughs) I'm very exhausted by this quote unquote pandemic and thinking, okay, we're done now. This is finally the time we're done. But maybe this time. I think this actually is it. I really do. I I think that there's no more after Omicron and people seeing that was nothing. There's no more room for like additional variant um, uh, hysteria. And I think given the politics turning against lockdown hysteria, Democrats are going to try to pivot into the idea that they defeated the virus and they are the ones responsible for the grand reopening. So please go to the ballot box in November and, and vote for us. I don't know, man. I mean, it seems like they're not, they're not going to give it up that easily. And then there's a huge subsection of the population that, like we talked about a few weeks ago, now their entire identity is based on this COVID thing. I, I like the way you phrase that, that it is an identity because it. Yeah, you're right. Like the mask is people wear that in the same way they they might wear, um, you know, religious uh, like a, like a I don't know, a cross around their neck or something like that. I don't mean that in a disparaging way. It just means like it's it's an identity of who you are oh, or totally. they're like the same way you might support a sports team or anything like that. The mask is an identity. And every time I think that it's over, something happens like at church. They've been pretty cool about masks and everything like that. This uh, this priest tonight uh, who was wearing a mask and all the altar boys and an altar girl, whatever okay. that is wearing masks she was like seven you know wearing a mask and then he did this whole thing at the end like we have we can't forget that the pandemic's not over and thank you for wearing a mask to ensure that you're not endangering your neighbors i was like what the fuck is this like what is this i I know your church attendance doesn't count anymore you don't get any credit for that 
I know. Like, <laughs> this is so absurd. Like, the absurdity of all of this to act like, you know, if you're wearing a mask, you're doing something for society. And yeah. then to bring this into a religious institution, it makes me furious. Well, we are about due for a break, but I think, um, can we handle this Russia, Ukraine stuff really quick beforehand? Yeah, I can handle it. The war is imminent. It's more and more imminent every day. Oh, I know. Every day know. more imminent than the last. But we talked about it this still last isn't happening. A little bit, but yeah, it might actually happen. So Biden's top national security aide warned again on Sunday that the Russian military has the capacity to invade Ukraine this week under the pretext of a false flag operation portraying Ukrainians as the aggressors. Is it possible that Ukrainians are actually the aggressors? I mean, we can't believe anything that we're being told. Um, this is what uh, Jake Sullivan said. The way they've built up their forces, the way they've maneuvered, maneuvered things in place makes it a distinct possibility there will be major military action very soon. And I was reading about this today. There are tons of Russians that have deeply infiltrated Ukraine and uh, and and their, their military. It's like, I don't even know what's going on here, but I know that I can't believe what I'm being told. And then Biden um, called Putin, talked to talked, talk. They chatted on the phone for about an hour. All right. And uh, this is what was said about the call. Um, President Biden was clear that if Russia undertakes a further invasion of Ukraine, the United States, together with our allies and partners, will respond decisively and impose swift and severe costs on Russia. Biden reiterated that a further Russian invasion of Ukraine would produce widespread human suffering and diminish Russia's standing. He was clear with Putin that while the United States remains prepared to engage in diplomacy in full coordination with our allies and partners, we're equally prepared for other scenarios. How oh. threatening is that? Okay, so I don't know what the shit is going on here, but if I had to take a stab at it, I'd say that the forces that be um, in the West want to turn the people in Russia against Putin and then get him overthrown in his own country and then put in some faggy shill that will just bow down to the West and then deplete Russia of its resources. But what, what do I know? What do I know? <laughs> uh, I know what I do know that this is some psyop stuff. I don't believe a word of what I'm being told. Um, and even if this is a legitimate threat to Ukraine, like what, like why should I give a shit? We have major problems in the United States. Inflation. This is this is a disaster. Our economy is a disaster. Unemployment. We aren't uh, we we aren't dealing with the integrity of our own borders. Um, we have huge cultural issues and like, I'm supposed to give a fuck about this, the, you know, the squabble between these faraway nations. Like, I don't care. I don't care whether or not this is true, even though I don't think that it is. I mean, how do we know that Ukraine's not the aggressor? How do we know that any of this is real? I, I, that's why I buy the false flag, false flag theory. It's going to be the first false flag video ever produced to be portrayed as a false flag. <laughs> <laughs> by the U.S. State Department. They're wah, reaching wah, wah, wah. next yeah. levels of absurdity. No, I don't it just, know. It, I, the it, entire it, concept that this is an important issue to Americans is preposterous. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit except for um, in that this may involve us in another pointless international conflict yeah. of which I want no part. Yeah, the politics of this region are in no way my expertise or even strong knowledge. Well, so my neither. predictions about what's going to happen here, everybody should take them with not even a grain of salt. But yeah. um, it, what strikes me as odd just as a layman observer is all the specifics with which about which the State Department is speaking. We know they're working on this video. It's about to come out. We also know they're going to invade like in the next two. I saw specific reports about like it's coming almost down to the time. It's going to be Tuesday at 9 a.m. That's really specific. Things That's like really that specific, that are just yeah. odd 
How do you know all of this? And even if you did, even if you knew they were going to cross the line Tuesday at 9 a.m. And again, I'm saying that as a hypothetical. That's not a quote from the State Department. But if you know all these things, some of the things that they say, it's like, how would it be tactically advantageous to announce that you have knowledge of that publicly anyway? Right. You right. would want to, you, would, you would want that? them to cross the line thinking you have no idea about it, but that you're, but you're prepared for it nonetheless. Anyway, this is I, all a long game to substantiate all of these Trump Russia claims somehow. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if those they'll, two things are connected in around. some, in some yeah. way. Um, but, uh, but we are about due for a break. We'll get into speaking of inflation. We'll get into that in a moment. Plus, uh, the mask politics and and the rest of the show, including hoax hate and the movie review later, but let's take a brief break before we do movie review. Sorry. I'm I'm very excited to talk about this one actually. And I don't want to spoil anything, but, um, but I have, I have thoughts and I, I have no idea what you're, I'm most excited to hear what your thoughts are and to see if we align. Really? Yes. I have not read your, as I never do, but yeah. uh, with this, this will be an interesting one. Um, Holden Mulray, hi, Truth Seekers, three consecutive verses from Matthew 7. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves that could Mm. apply to so many people right now i suppose i forgot to answer um thank you holden as always and i forgot to answer holden's question about my skincare routine from his wife from wednesday don't you recall you made a joke about me uh and what products i may or may not use and he's been keeping them up at night (laughs) i actually but um thank you for the compliment and i i don't use anything special other than the fantastic products from our friends over at Heroes Soap Company. <laughs> Do you ever hate yourself? <laughs> Promo code MC listener. <laughs> uh, any no, but seriously speaking, that's that's about it. I I I don't do any like fancy when it comes to like. Do you it, wash your face with that soap? Yeah, that's pretty. Well, I mean, I just like it. I rinse my face, but I don't do anything special, you know. As a man, do you even need to wash your face? It's not like your butt, you know. Yeah, not really. Um, yeah. Other than like if you're shaving or something like that, but interesting. But I don't shave, you know. I just trim. I'm surprised you don't do a shave around the edges, maybe. Ten-step Korean um, skincare routine. No, uh, it might just be uh, not the greatest camera in the world that makes the skin look all right because it's not. It's not that, the best. That old Vaseline smear. Yeah. Uh, Robin D. Banks, Trudeau and my boyfriend once snuggled quietly at the trucker convoy. He said, please, mister, don't stick that up my tailpipe. It'll ruin me for life, honking so loud. No one could hear the cries for help. That's way rapier than you normally go. Also, Robin D. Banks. Until freedom improves. <laughs> you, could hide a, you could hide a rape behind that. Yeah. That's a great sounder. Um, guys, just got word from my inside source in Moscow, Boris Badenov and... And Natasha Nagudnik, Putin, (laughs) is penciling in Ukraine for like next Tuesday around 1400 hours. (laughs) Yeah, really. Seriously speaking, that's what a lot of the information coming out is like. Yeah, we uh, we hacked into his uh, schedule on his phone and it says uh, invade Ukraine lol at uh, at 7 a.m. They have all those um, white helmet actors, though, although they're a little too swarthy for this job, probably. Hmm. Um, although there's some kind of like brownish people in Russia, like a touch brown. 
Daniel Kunkel. The Durham investigation is heating up again. He's only been dragging his feet for, what, two years? I work with a guy who still thinks Hillary will go down someday. I love his foolish optimism. Uh, that's depressing. Yeah. Not only will she not go down someday, and I, don't, I say that not to imply that she sh- shouldn't, but that she won't. Um, I'm still not counting her out as shoehorning her way into the presidency somehow. There's still no, there's no uh, way. There's, I think there's, there's always a way. Don't count that out. The only thing that's for sure is that one day she will be swallowed up by her giant ass. It's just going <laughs> to just grow north and just eat her head. Have, did you see those pictures of her and Bill Clinton walking on the beach? Yeah, I remember those. Oh God. Yeah. Um, Archimagiris Sancti says free Hong Kong. That was really hard to say. A little bit of a stretch, but the, I get it. That's uh, there's something okay. there that okay, that, that works. There. Yeah. Um, Kevin says honk. Uh, Autumn Dorsey. Uh, what a nice name. Autumn Dorsey. Um, just wanted to show my support and say go sports ball. Yes. <laughs> Thank sports you. ball. Yeah. Sports, sports, sports. Tribe 84. Hey, Matt and Blonde. Who's funnier, Gavin McInnes or Greg Gutfeld? Uh, clearly Gavin McInnes. I, yeah, I would take Gavin in that matchup, but I'm not taking shots at Greg. His show's doing very well, so good for him. He's short. Oh, well, fuck that guy. I take back what he's, I He's a tiny heave. What can I say? Long gone, John. <laughs> okay. Matt and I once made love. I scored a perfect touchdown. Oh, oh, and, and his tight end became a wide receiver, but even after all that, the Super Bowl was even gayer. Oh, okay, you, you ended on an appropriate note. <laughs> That only, that only made it slightly more gay. Boogeyman917. Cheers to my favorite podcast duo. Thank you, Boogie. We appreciate that. Robin Thank D. Bank. You, sir. Joe Biden handing out free crack pipes to minorities. Who's in charge over there, Hunter Biden? If they actually wanted to help minorities and the poor, why not fix inflation instead of crack pipes? You're preaching to the choir. I saw an op-ed. I can't remember who wrote it, but it was making the case that inflation is is a like an intellectual problem for elitists when in fact it could not be a more pressing problem for the poorest among us. It was a very bizarre thing to say that only the, uh, only the rich people care about this sort of thing anyway. Um, yeah, I, I didn't plan to talk about crack pipes tonight, but uh, I'm glad there's equality being served in that area too. This one's really funny. Gay dad's bear. Pepsi halftime show was disappointing. Pepsi hasn't put on a good music show since 1984 when they burned the black off of Michael Jackson. <laughs> didn't he get burned on stage at the Super Bowl? They were responsible for that? I didn't know that. Um, yeah, this the halftime show sucked, I thought. It was, uh, and it kind of looked like Eminem was lip syncing. Um, and it looked like really? Dr. Dre was air piano playing. And it just, it didn't look like a very authentic performance. But it was Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Fitty Scent, Eminem, um, there was some other Mary J. Blige, uh, some some other like nineties R and B singer so lady, like uh, the deep discount Mariah Carey is who she seemed like. I can't remember who she is, Man. but it uh, it was it was a throwback. If you're into nineties hip hop and R and B, I guess some of the Eminem songs were two thousand. Well, maybe some of them might have been post 2000 but a lot of it was 90s stuff i believe anyway mm. i guess eminem's de- or uh, 50 cent is definitely post 2000 but you know decades i like old. how That's you have to when you say his name you have to say 50 yeah 50 cent you've been shot nine times uh sean mcveigh man i once made love you tried to make a comeback in the second half but i ended up ramming it home in the end <laughs> well you know who really rammed Come it on, home man. 
the uh, the referees really rammed it home. They all but handed the game to the Rams at the end there. Oh, my God. Who cares? JJM director. The left has no principles. None. They will say whatever. I know that's something we really need to start doing. Just say whatever. Well, I don't I certainly don't like that idea as a, uh, you know, an organizing structure for society. But I have no sympathy for these people when they start complaining about the rules that they play that they play by in the first place. Sorry, you guys set the rules. Now you get to enjoy it. Or maybe we yeah. could all come together and agree on better rules. But we'll need your participation in that. Uh, let's circle back. Okay. Just a couple over on uh, Tippy Stream. And thank you guys on DLive as well. I'm not, um, I know our DLive uh, is not as well trafficked, but I'm not getting anything coming through on the DLive feed. So if you are on DLive and you have posted anything, uh, my apology. Maybe I'll, at the end of the show here, I'll try to refresh that and see if I get that back. So if you are over there, we're not ignoring you. Uh, perhaps there's something with the system. Let me um, catch up on Tippy Stream quickly here. Uh, Incompetent Hand says, I don't know why Blonde was so combative over my hypergamy question, but thanks for proving my point. Yeah, Blonde. I can't remember what it, this was Wednesday night, I think. Um, Gibson gets what he wants because he said Hollywood had. <laughs> Mel Gibson gets gets uh, what he wants because he's well, he um, he he's talked about his views on certain things. And continues to work in Hollywood. That's hypergamy. Still love you, Blonde. Wait, what? Read that again. Well, I guess. Okay, so uh, Mel Gibson gets what he wants because he said things that he said about Hollywood. Uh, and can, stuff. And yeah, and continues to work in Hollywood. That's hypergamy. Still love you, Blonde. Oh, because everybody wants to bang Mel Gibson. I guess so, yeah. But women are not uh, the people that are really making people stars in Hollywood. Well, maybe. Maybe their maybe their tastes are in what movies they want to watch, though. You know. But no, I think I think wealthy male Jews are probably in charge of everything. Like, why wouldn't they? You know, they ousted him for like fifteen years after that. I don't think he he did anything after um, he got pulled over in um, in Los Angeles. I don't know. I don't, tapes? I don't know the Mel Gibson history. I will have to I will have to punt on that. He one. got pulled over totally like blacked out drunk and the and police he, officer was Jewish and he just went into like a crazy tirade about. <laughs> I, how I guess Jews I've heard that general. I didn't know the arrest was the context. I've heard about the the rant and then it got leaked. The rant okay. got leaked and then he yeah, got I'll barred to, from Hollywood for 10, 10, 15 years. But they let him back for some reason. It wasn't. Was it because chicks want to bang him? Hypergamy. There you go. He's short. Zach Locke the Great says, Matt and I once exchanged a firm handshake because I'm not a fag. <laughs> Tell everyone to look me up on YouTube, Bitch Shoot and Odyssey. That's Zach Log, Z-A-K-L-O-G, the great. Love your show. Keep it up. Well, good luck with the uh, channels if you're uh, looking to build them. And thank you for your very polite chat. That is much appreciated. That was very polite. Okay. Thank you guys uh, for all of your chats. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We will come back to them toward the end of the show. Let's get back to the news. And of course, Biden, uh, Bidenflation, as is the term for it these days, that continues to rage. And uh, another month, another record setting rate of inflation. It's pretty typical at this point. What are we looking at? Yeah, I read this article and I was like, isn't this exactly the same article that I read at the same time last month? Pretty much. But, 
but no, I mean, it is yeah. it is basically the same. But the Labor Department on Thursday said the CPI in January reached its highest level since February 1982 when compared with the same month a year ago. That put inflation above December 7% annual rate and well above the 1.8% annual rate for inflation in 2019 ahead of the pandemic. Now, let me sit here and uh, like a retard at, while the government tries to tell me how this is a good thing and inflation is actually the, si- the like a sign of a strong economy. It's all that demand. Everyone's spending yeah. so much. We just can't meet it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Biden and other um, federal officials have been, of course, telling us for really since he was inaugurated that this was going to be temporary. This was transitory. Yeah, it sucks, but don't worry about it. We're going to deal with it. Uh, we'll get through it and it'll go back to normal. Well, during an interview with NBC News uh, this week, Lester Holt asked Joe Biden about that, the characterization of inflation as temporary What's your definition of temporary? That was his question. And Joe Biden uh, accused him of being a wise guy with his questions. I think it was back in July you said inflation was going to be temporary. I think a lot of Americans are wondering what your definition of temporary is. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit. Uh, and I understand that's your job. <laughs> but look, uh, at the time, what happened was the... Uh, Let's look at the reason for the inflation. The reason for the inflation is the supply chains were cut off, meaning that the products, for example, automobiles, the lack of computer chips to be able to build those automobiles so they could function, they need those computer chips. When can Americans expect some relief from this soaring inflation? According to Nobel laureates, 14 of them that contacted me and a number of corporate leaders, it's ought to be able to start to taper off as we go through this year. God, he looks like he's a mil- he looks like he's made of stone. Uh, quit being a wise guy. He I know. He looks just fine. Oh, um, gosh. What a terrible answer. I mean, Americans aren't buying this shit. Well, right? I mean, it's, it, it, do we have inflation because supply chains are disrupted? Yes. Why are, Why supply, are supply chains, supply chains disrupted? disrupted? Now, maybe we don't control what happens in China or other Asian countries where a lot of these chips are made. I get that. But we do control a lot of American production and we chose to upset those supply lines ourselves. And it, and it's not just supply chain issues. That's that's half the problem. We have less product. We're producing less product. Yes, we're also we also have more dollars chasing that product. So there's it's two sides to this issue, and they never talk about that. Um, and that's another that's another policy based piece of of the problem that this is. It was also our choice as well, and that's why reports this week indicate, um, yeah. Because we've disrupted global supply chains, inflation is happening around the world. It's also much worse in the United States, according to this analysis published in Reuters, um, because in the United States, we decided to hand out a bunch of money uh, without respect to whether people even needed it or not. And so you created a whole bunch of artificial spending, people going out and buying a bunch of crap they might otherwise not have purchased, things they might not even need because they might not even be in poor financial shape to begin with, depending on what sector they worked in through the the quote unquote pandemic or whatever else. But we've pumped a bunch of money into the economy and created a whole bunch of this 
artificial spending, artificial demand. Meanwhile, we have incentivized or outright banned people from making the products to meet that demand. And then we're shocked to find out that a whole bunch of dollars chasing not that much stuff to buy results in that stuff. Exactly. Getting very expensive. But they only blame the supply chain issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, why? Well, because they I know can blame why. the Chinese or something instead. Right. They can't do that because they're in the pocket of the Chinese. Why would they do that? But don't worry, though, because if you listen to Biden's answer there, well, there's 14 Nobel laureates or whoever who tell me it's going to go away during this year. Yeah, you mean the same people who told you it was transitory this time last year. And you would think that at this point in time, this appeal to authority wouldn't be as successful as it was. I don't know, even two years ago. But I don't know. It was it was a a raving success with all of this um, Fauci worship. Oh, yeah. Not only do people kind of want to believe that there are, are smarter people. Uh, people smarter than them pulling all the levers in the world to keep them safe. But it's it's yeah, it's almost like its own faith, its own its own religion at yeah. this point. Yep. Um, they, they're not they're dumb. They they certainly they even if they're the most well-meaning people in the world, they don't have the information to run your life better than you can. And as though a, a family sitting around, you know, a, a family with a lot of kids and a tight monthly budget before this. Sitting around trying to make the numbers uh, line up. And they're supposed to take comfort. Don't worry, dear. 14 Nobel laureates say this is going away soon. Oh, oh, great. Okay. Thanks. Maybe we, uh, you know, don't have to sell our car. Maybe we don't have to try to get a different job or we don't have to refinance this or that. Yeah. Good luck. Um, I saw there was a, you ever, do you follow Defiant? Well, you're not on Twitter, but there's an account called Defiant L's, which just posts um, like tweet A and tweet B. Of pe- it's like people posting their L's, total contradictions or realizations. It was a great oh, from blue- the same person. Yeah, it was a, oh, mostly yeah. um, or people of the same group. But there was a blue check account that posted um, not long ago, cancel student debt. And then subsequently posted, if your family has not budgeted for inflation, that's your fault. <laughs> so, so just to be clear, the debt that you take on and agree to right. explicitly, not yeah. your fault. Um, the U.S. government having out of control spending policies and shutting down producers ability to meet demand. That is your fault. And you should have budgeted accordingly. Oh, God, Fascinating, fascinating worldview. Well, uh, moving on to other uh, other matters that all of these experts and uh, intellectual elites handle for us. Uh, great news, everyone, because the science has changed. Uh, remember, the science it's settled, though. It, it was settled, but now oh, it's changed. Oh, oh, okay. The science has flipped a bitch, just flipped a U-turn. <laughs> You're on notice that the science has changed. Okay. And um, and so that means that uh, a lot of blue states are reversing their mask mandates. So no more masks, or at least soon to be no more masks in New Jersey, Connecticut, Delaware, Oregon. Indoor mask mandates are going away in New York, Illinois, Nevada, and California as well. Now this Vox piece here, says that, uh, well, all of these uh, Democrat governors are removing restrictions on a pandemic that's still happening. Well, that's because they apparently didn't get the memo either. Uh, The science has changed, as we mentioned, and so says the saw mask lady on CNN, Leanna Wynn. (laughs) 
when they were put in, it was always with the understanding oh. that they would be removed as soon as we can. And in this case, circumstances have changed. Case counts are declining. Also, the science has changed. We know that vaccines protect very well against Omicron, which is the dominant variant. Everyone five and older have widespread access to vaccines. And we also know about one-way masking, the idea that even if other people around you are not wearing masks, if you wear a high-quality mask, that also protects you, the wearer, too. Okay. Well, that science has certainly changed because I remember the narrative on masks before was you have to wear it to protect others. Now masks do, in fact, protect you. You. Okay. Well, what the hell else science has changed? Um, Well, we know the vaccines work against Omicron. Did did we not know that they worked against Delta? Because you were telling us that they did. Yeah. You were insisting. Yeah. Now we have vaccines approved for five-year-olds. We had that in October, yet the mandates persisted. And indeed, you, Leanna Wen, were still advocating for schools to be masked in October, November, December, probably January. Here we are in February. Suddenly the science has changed. But taking Um, the masks off now is still still premature. Yeah, uh, yeah, so says Biden, which we'll we'll get to in a moment. Um, But even you look at the, the numbers on cases and deaths. She's right that it's declining, uh, but you look at where we are now in the daily case average, it's still about where the height of the Delta daily case average was. Yeah. It is going down, but but uh, wouldn't the science dictate that we watch to make sure this curve completes and depletes entirely? Or we look at the death numbers. Uh, the deaths from uh, the the deaths are on the decline from the Omicron peak here, but they are still also right about at the same level as the peak of the delta wave last fall so the numbers uh the the numbers that we are that are being used right now telling us to relax are the same numbers that were used in the fall telling us to lock down harder and get more shots and wear more masks so uh which uh, which numbers are we supposed to rely on here it's all made up of course the numbers don't matter they never did and they probably never will and um, another another reason, you know, that is because um, they have they can't cite any data when they're asked to. So New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, these people insist, oh, you, we know the data. You guys got to follow the data. So Jake Tapper over on CNN said, OK, um, you guys are getting rid of the mask mandate in uh, for schools in New Jersey. Uh, what evidence or data are you aware of to say that this was actually even effective throwing masks on on kids in school for two years? He has no specific answer, but he's certain that it worked. Uh, have you seen evidence that these mask mandates have been necessary? Yeah, I mean, New Jersey is clearly the place I know the best. There's no question that masking in our schools since the beginning of the school year uh, has been a very uh, smart public health step. I think we've had just over 2,600 cases of students COVID positive since the beginning of the school year. That's out of 1.4 million kids. So it's a pretty stark uh, piece of evidence, I think, that this has absolutely worked. Yeah, but have you seen data that definitively proves that these mask mandates uh, have worked? Uh, I mean, the numbers you just presented are impressive, but are they different from the numbers in states where they didn't have mask mandates? Yeah, again, I know Jersey Jake the best, but I'm, I'm highly confident, and I'm sure our health officials uh, well, we could say it definitively. There's no question they've worked. 
That wasn't an answer. He didn't answer anything. <laughs> well, but I think that the the real highlight of this, though, is uh, why is Jake Tapper suddenly doing his job? They must be feeling a lot of public pressure because they feel the narrative is shifting amongst the populace and they have to represent that now in some yeah. small way or they're going to get turned on like like Maybe. jake tapper gives a fuck about whether or not there's any data behind the mask mandate reducing he, covid transmission that I mean, guy he'll, sucks he'll ask a challenging question here or there but uh, but to your point he did ask twice not only did he ask the question he yeah, insisted yeah. upon it which yeah but why why yeah, it's fair to wonder, I suppose. They that, read um, polling over there just like politicians. I'm sure. Do. I'm sure they probably do. Uh, like, oh, I better ask but, a hard question, or somebody's going to cut my head off when I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, is it working in New Jersey? Well, I don't know. All I know is New Jersey. Well, did you look at <laughs> New Jersey's numbers? Because it's the third worst for per capita deaths. Oh, so maybe what you're doing over there isn't working, but it, it's so weird to say, well, I, sorry, I only know my state and I never compare to what other states are doing. I have no idea what they're doing. Right. Well, then how do you assess whether you're successful or not without yeah. reference to anybody yeah, exactly. else? That's a whole philosophical question that you could go into. But of course, it's just a dodging tactic from him. Um, But uh, but the, the logic here that he says, well, the, the evidence he does offer, well, we have like a million kids in school and only 2,500 or something, some low number of them got coronavirus, which of course it, it just takes two things that happened simultaneously and attributes cause. So it'd, be, it'd just be, I mean, it's like saying I have carried around a pet rock this entire time and I have not died from coronavirus. Exactly, Therefore yeah. pet rock, the pet rock has prevented me from getting coronavirus. Well, how do we know we'd have to compare to someone who didn't, Someone similarly situated like you, similar health condition, all the same things who didn't carry around a pet rock. And I would say, well, I don't know. I only know. I only know what I do. And I know that yeah, pet rocks yeah. have saved me. You might doubt that logic if someone were to say something so silly. But well, this is the course. exact I mean, same thing. To be fair, proving causation is like nearly impossible. But you have to have have some levels of, of evidence that are that are supporting. And like temporality is like the least important one. Like this happened and yeah. then this happened. And at bare minimum, usually you can kind of use process of elimination. And yeah. and you have yeah. sort of the key the key to having even plausible causality is being able to control for all of those variables. And he's saying, I don't do that. I don't compare to other groups um, controlling for any of these variables. I just look at what I'm doing. And if I determine that it works again, even though it doesn't compared to those other groups, I declare it successful. It's, it people still that's, listen to this. That's not even dumb. No. It's just blind. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. Now it, it's been speculated that, that Joe, that these Democrat governors and other politicians are lining up to give Joe a big win for the state of the union coming up in a few weeks, that they're all planning to undo all these mandates. And then Joe can come out and declare victory over the virus. And it was him and all his Democrat friends who did it. So you should vote for them in November. And that might still happen. Um, but if that is the plan, Joe Biden, as usual, did not get the memo. Because Joe, in that same interview with, with NBC, he says he follows the science and the science says that these mask mandate removals are premature. Mr. President, in recent days, we've seen numerous governors from blue states roll back indoor mask requirements, essentially getting ahead of the federal government, the CDC. Are those governors wrong? Well, it's hard to say whether they're wrong. Here's the science is saying now that masks work, masks make a difference. And there's a relationship. I 
I committed right that I would hands. follow the science, the science <laughs> as put forward by the CDC and the, and the, and the federal people. And uh, I think it's probably premature, but it's, you know, it's, it's a tough call. Okay. It's a tough call. Why? Why? Why are we still doing this? Well, and why is it a, if you say the science dictates wear the mask and you follow the science, what is the tough call? Are you saying there are other considerations that might have to be balanced here? Because I was told that was science denial uh, right, recently. Right, right. So uh, what's the tough call? people were very unkind to us. Yeah, <laughs> what is the tough call? What are the things that you're balancing against what the science says? And also... You say the science says wear a mask, or at least that mask mandates work. Leanna Wen now says mask mandates are not helpful. Who's the real scientist? Yeah. Who's the scientist, Joe? You or CNN? Or is, is Phil Murphy in, um, in New Jersey not a scientist? Kate Brown in Oregon, not a scientist. They're wrong. All I know is um, whoever the real scientist is, I hope that these kids never forgive us for what, the, what we've done to them. Throughout the last, who is we? I didn't do well, shit. I mean, society, and yeah, yeah, to the extent that I am a part of that. Do did I personally do this to them? No. Uh, am I ashamed for what my generation has done to very young children? Yes. Uh, well, so am I. But like you know, I fought against this just, just you know, this whole time, and I'm tired and i'm not taking any responsibility for any of this well don't forgive them for doing this to you and we'll help you identify those sons of bitches when you get old enough but whatever the science says sometimes i I, not that the data don't matter they do we should make our decisions with reference to evidence and data always but a lot of this stuff just comes down to philosophical questions of how willing are you to protect your children and what sort of adult are you if you're willing to throw your children under the bus for the perception, the flawed perception of safety for you as an adult. Don't we all as an, as adults exactly. have some obligation to assume a certain level of danger on behalf of our children? And what have we done to them by not doing that? This viral video out of Las Vegas Elementary School illustrates sort of the... I don't know the recovery, the, the reversal of all the, the beginning of the reversal, perhaps of all the damage that we've done to these kids. These kids are learning that as of tomorrow at the time of the recording, they don't have to wear masks at school anymore and check out the reaction. Starting tomorrow, we don't have to wear masks anymore. Yeah. Oh my uh, we, God, these poor kids. We as adults couldn't take the smallest of risk. We had to have, we had to have our our, our mystical hysteria entertained. I know. All those kids should have been pulled out of school, though. Well, I, I suppose um, that's probably the best answer, and I say that as someone who used to think, used to be highly skeptical of homeschooling, and now it's like I could never put my kid into the care of these people because they're psychopaths. No. So Emily is going to be too. This summer and like she's never going to wear a mask. I will never go anywhere where she has to wear a mask. Yeah, I'm definitely not doing that. Are there still places that are requiring that for two year olds? Well, flights are. Oh, yeah, I guess. 
and I'm sure God, yeah. pediatricians and stuff. Like That's I, the I swear one to thing God, that... I'll just stop taking her to the doctor. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I, you got to be able to find a pediatrician who would who would not do that shit. I would. It's hope. fine. My dad's a doctor. If anything serious happens, I'm just yeah. like, uh, can you come over? Well, maybe I'll have to head down I-90 to consult your dad for our. <laughs> he might be the only one. <laughs> he he'll take your Skype call. He'll do um, it. Yeah, he might not after that Life of Brian review, though. I might have burned that bridge. He still really likes you. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'll do my best. Uh, because if I can't find a pediatrician who won't force us to do that shit, I'm, I'm going to have to figure it out. I know. Careful. They might make your kid gender transition. It'll be Calvina. <sighs> well, yeah, I know. It's a Cala. I could have um, done a better job. I'll never forget that. the trans flag wearing pediatrician who helped us the day he was born. It's just ridiculous. God. But, but yeah, um, we couldn't confront even the smallest risk on behalf of these kids, whatever they decide to do to us. Um, we, and by that, I mean, they deserve it. So we'll see how that works out in the future. Yep. Anything else to say before hoax hate? No, let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit. It's backwards. Well, at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville, I guess they did in fact notice a black student claimed to have been targeted by racist notes on her dormitory door and a racist text message or multiple messages with racial slurs and threats, including the N word that was reported uh, January 30th, just over a week later by February 8th, that student was already charged by police for faking the whole thing. (laughs) Here's the original story and then the update. Students at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville are demanding action after they say a white student made racial slurs and death threats to a black girl on campus. We as black students do not feel safe and we do not feel comfortable on this campus and it's been that way for a long, it's not even just this, it's been that way for a long time. Pictures of sticky notes on a black student's dorm room door and of a text message she says was filled with racial slurs and threats, including the N-word and, quote, lynch. David and his peers hoping (laughs) their voices will set a precedent for accountability. Eventually, you will see the black population or the black students coming to SIU. It will slowly dwindle down until we're not there. A few moments later. New charges out of Edwardsville tonight stemming from a reported hate crime. Police snatch on news four. A woman is in legal trouble but it's not what you're thinking. Police say she's accused of lying about hateful messages on a college campus. It was last week when a woman reported racist and offensive notes on a dorm room door. SIUE police say Kalia Clark Mabins lied. She's charged with filing a false police report. Dude, the thing that's <laughs> most annoying about all of this is that it was such a low effort hate crime. It's like these black people are even lazy when it comes to perpetrating <laughs> their own hoax hate. The fuck? Post-it notes? Are you serious? Lynch N-word. It's like, put some thought into it, you know? Like, put some effort into it. Really, like, meet up with some black people. Throw around some ideas. Get some people get to, like... Get a focus group going. Yeah, like, like oh if God. you're gonna do this, do it right. Don't be fucking lazy and get it done. God. Hashtag... Like, oh, no. We're not listen. gonna come back to the college. Oh, no. There are gonna I be no black people at this college. What are they gonna do? They're not gonna be able to teach math and science anymore. <laughs> 
I disavow. I know of many hardworking hoax hate groups at several colleges. <laughs> okay. Um, the Jewish hoax hates are way higher effort. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I guess I don't have a, I can't, I haven't done a cumulative analysis. I, I'd have to. Remember that bitch at Columbia? She wrote all sorts of creative stuff all <laughs> around the walls of her office. It was like, like dirty heave and like all this other, it was. Top, I top tried to find the actual it. images here. It looked like just star-shaped post-it notes that said uh, I, I, what it did say. It is known what they said, at least in part. One was black people not welcome. <laughs> the other, the other, no black black die. people black people don't belong. The other one said die bitch. <laughs> and there was, I guess, an N word in a text message. But but you notice too, it's like seriously speaking, you have one of these almost every week. And you still have the local news reporter going, there's been an arrest in the case, but it's not what you expect. No, it's 100% what I expected the moment I saw this story. This is not shocking in the least, but it still kind of is if you don't follow it frequently. Uh, And then, yeah, the guy saying, oh, you're not going to have a black population of of students here. If you keep hoaxing your own victimization, you're not going to have a population of any students. So good luck with that. But to, to be fair to that guy, he was not involved in the hoax, but he leads some student he groups. He sure put his just, aura in, didn't he? Yeah, he just jumped on top of it, but he didn't perpetuate it himself. Other than you know who's promoting underrepresented it, suppose, in but, these stories? Mexicans. Uh, um, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of outright hoaxes. I'm trying to think. The most, you remember the, uh, there was the, the Hispanic girl who stole that guy's Trump hat at that one college and ran to the like student safety oh, or whatever. See, her name was Edith Macias. I still remember her because she looked straight into that guy's That's camera true. and said, fuck your free speech boy. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> like all serious. It was, it was, That's uh, right. it was a great yeah. moment, but yeah, not a lot of Hispanic themed, uh, hoax hates, but, but anyway, back to the story. Okay. So, as I mentioned, the sticky notes on the door said, die, bitch, and black people don't belong. The specific charges against this student, Kalia, that's my best guess, Kalia Clark Mabins, she's a black female, are three counts of disorderly conduct for filing a false police report. Now, the investigation included not just campus police, but also the Madison County State's Attorney's Office in Illinois and the U.S. Secret Service. What? So the college fix emailed school spokespeople to learn why the secret service would be involved. They did not receive a response. Understated part here too. It's not just that this was a hoax to try to capitalize on some supposed racial victimization. They actually, the woman accused two white students and they were cleared. So she went after specific white students to try to get them defamed and they were found not to be guilty. And and that guy who was uh, in the news report, the original news report, was saying, why haven't these two white students been expelled from the school yet? A week later, it's totally debunked. But they, yeah, we want this knee-jerk expulsion. Meanwhile, what are the chances that this chick actually gets expelled for not just faking hate on campus, but for falsely accusing other students of committing such things and for involving police and federal police even? Yeah. Yeah. Zero. yeah, the irony of all of this is that she's the kind of person that would deserve the actual hate crime that she perpetrated against herself. <laughs> it's like there's so many layers to all of this. <laughs> um, I'll leave. I'll leave it at that. I'll just I'll leave that right there. 
Can we talk about Snatch? Yes. Uh, I figured the innuendos would start early and often, but yes, uh, we can get to that. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. Tonight's movie is indeed Snatch, in which a predicament for a duo of underground boxing promoters collides with an ongoing battle to obtain a gigantic stolen diamond. And almost everybody dies in coincidental or crazy ways in the process from movie picker Charles Guy Ritchie. It's a Guy Ritchie heist film with several memorable characters, hilarious caper hijinks in a more polished and star studded film than his earlier, but also excellent lock stock and two smoking barrels. As always, your thoughts and your rating. Why do you guys keep doing this to me? Why? This was just gypsy fight club. I fucking hate Guy Ritchie. I hate him. And not just because he was married to Madonna. Did you know that? Married to Madonna. I, I didn't, this. actually. That's, That's news why there's all this GD Madonna music, which was so annoying. Oh. I just hate his style, this frenetic energy that just pulses through his movies. It's totally unchecked, unedited. It has no cinematic value. I hate it so much. I don't even get how people could like this. It lacked major plot development. Um... And the dialogue, albeit it was often intentional, was totally inscrutable. I had no fucking idea what was going on, and I had to put the subtitles on. What what even is this? I found myself watching in 20-minute increments because I was so pissed off. I was just seething because I didn't know what was going on, and it was just... We could be watching Citizen Kane or something right now, (laughs) and you guys are making me watch Snatch. It made me want to burn somebody's house down. This sucked my balls. I hated it. One out of five. I hated it so much. I hate you guys. I hated it. Wow. If you like this movie, I'm so sorry, but like it like ruined my day. That um is very surprising to me, not because I disagree, actually. Hey, but because I thought I was gonna walk into like, oh, I love the the cockney accent, British char. I I thought no, I had I didn't I know what the shit sure. they were saying the whole time. I was like not just Brad Pitt's character. Dude, I thought I was walking straight into another Blade Runner here. And I'm sure with many in the audience, I am. Because I forgot to put this That's on the vote the first asinine. week. And people jumped on this one the first week it was up. So there's plenty of people who like this movie. Um, and and so I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to be very mad at us. But I am in... Pretty much full agreement with everything you said. So as Whoa. far as what, as far cool. as what I enjoyed... Um, the best thing I can say is that scene at the pub with the Tony guy, the bit about big brave balls and little faggot balls. Fine, that, whatever. That was funny and cleverly written, if a little juvenile. Um, and I thought the lesson was kind of interesting if you care to to draw it, which is, you know, maintain some calm confidence in life despite the circumstances that present themselves to you and have a firearm for backup uh, in case things go the wrong way. Yeah, it, it's really. very helpful. And there's a, there's a philosophical value there in addition to the comedic effect. And just a, the only scene in the movie that had me mildly entertained. Now, as far as what I hated, it was an absolute chore to understand. And by that, I only partly mean that the dialogue is entirely unlistenable, unintelligible. A there, chore. That's... Th- exactly right this thing was a chore in many ways 
and I get that a lot of like for the 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 pikey accent and for Brad Pitt's character, that's intel in um that's intentionally unintelligible. Unintelligible. Yeah. But that doesn't make it good or fun to watch or enjoyable. I, I don't care if it was intentional or not. To me, you know how I feel about watching movies with subtitles on. I can't stand reading a movie, but I especially yeah. hate reading a movie in a language I speak. What the hell is this? <laughs> what? I, I was yeah. so annoyed. And the thing is, even if the lines are good, having to read them cuts against the delivery and the performance of the actor. Did you have to take put on subtitles? I was advised to by many people. And so I took that advice and it was immediately clear within about 10 minutes because it's not just Brad Pitt. It was everybody. Everyone. I can't tell what the hell they're saying. Now, now why is it um, a chore to understand? It's also a chore to follow to me. There were way too many characters. And far too many of those characters were too similar to me. Throughout watching, I was constantly losing track of who that guy is, what he's doing, and why he's doing it. A lot of the characters are similar in uh, in personality or circumstance or even appearance sometimes, which just added to the confusion. Now, it was so unimaginative. And I, I, I make a commitment. I don't want to... Sp- some movies I've seen beforehand, some movies I know a little bit about. This was a case where I know nothing about the movie going into it. And I try not to read anything about the plot or spoil it, or, or I try to just enjoy the movie for what it is. This was one case where I couldn't follow any of it. And I know the counter is like, well, what's the matter? You can't handle a complex movie plot. Well, it's just a bunch of mediocrity thrown into a blender. That doesn't mean that it's good. It's just chaos and nonsense. And it's really hard to follow. It's just a bunch of rowdy British guys fighting. And then in the event, in the end, most of the rowdy British guys die. That's pretty much it. Now, I also complexity. This wasn't like cinematic complexity. Like people, this is like the kind of movie that an idiot thinks is good so that he can pretend to his friends that he understands film like fucking Fight Club. This is British Fight Club. It's even worse than Fight Club. I kind of liked Fight Club. It was okay. That movie sucks balls, too. Uh, But 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 what that meant, there's just so many characters and so many things going on. It really didn't there. No, no one character or storyline really stood out to me. They were all just kind of mediocre undeveloped not that interesting so i really didn't i like care what happened to anybody in the end the dog maybe was the most entertaining part outside of that pub scene this the eating of the squeaker i guess um but yeah i i give it a one as well uh, i wish i could write I, I, as i put in the review you gave it a one. I, no. I gave it a one and i wrote a pretty brief review saying i wish i could write more but i just hated every minute of this movie it was not funny it was not interesting it was not even followable so it was a one. Get the hell out of here. And may God have mercy on your soul. I know the audience is going to disagree uh, significantly. Let's see what we got. Mm-hmm. Most people are giving it fives and fours. That's a majority of the early vote. Fives and fours. Although one is in in a very close third place right now you have about a quarter of people giving it a four a quarter giving it a five and a quarter giving it a one so maybe another polarizing movie Uh, Um, next up next week's movie is predator so that might be fun sweet i've not seen it but we've seen a lot of schwarzenegger through this bit and uh i I could use a little 80s cheese to cleanse that palate because this was a a rough watch man Okay, um, I'm glad because I was pretty worried you were going to like it. Um, I, I guess I just don't really under... People are always like, oh, you just... 
what they did with Fight Club. You just don't understand. You I just have a feeling I'm going to get a lot of that with this. Yeah. But I'm having a hard time finding uh, what the appeal for anybody is. This is just like swinging dick machismo, but without any value. I didn't find it funny. Oh, and I hated before we move on those those this like jump cut montage thing. I just fucking hated that. Hmm. Uh did you have a specific moment that you're like referencing? When I guess you would I can go remember. back on the plane and be like him drinking and then oh, yeah. uh, the sound right. of it. It was like this. It, I just hate this guy inner the guy Richie energy. Gotcha. In in the movie. I, 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 I like Lockstock and Two Smoke and Barrels though. I don't know if I've seen any of his other movies. What else is he famous for? Uh I think he did Layer Cake, which I remember not hating. Huh. This might be my first exposure. Oh, no, that was a Matthew Vaughn. Sorry. Um, and I swear I'm not trying to hate British movies by default. I'm trying to give them a fair shake. But, man, they are really they're really pushing. I was talking to um friend of the show and movie connoisseur Michael Schlecht, and he pointed out to me uh, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead are also British movies. And those are OK. Those are I've seen those and those are British movies I don't hate. So I can I know I'm not just hating things that are British, uh, at least. <laughs> I like a lot of British movies and uh, you, everything you said was right, except Blade Runner, of course, is a masterpiece. Well, we will leave that. That debate has been run into the ground. Not that that has ever stopped me before, but we are you know, right up against the clock. Uh, as okay. far as the next movie, Predator. the nominations for uh, the nominations are Fifth Element, Robocop, Big Lebowski, Rear Window Network. Or, of course, you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead. This is the last week to vote for the current list from listener Charles. The list will refresh with new nominees for March starting next week. So look out you for that. You suck, Charles. Uh, no, I liked I liked um, the other movies that we watched before this. What I was liked, it? Office Space was fine. Office Space was great. Dread was was pretty good. I would rate Office Space higher than Dread, but you yeah. said you liked Dread. You gave it, it a four, fine. I'm pretty sure. Three. It was All fine. Right. It was whatever, you know. Yeah. But I'm I'm really longing for some great films here. Or wait, like I no, want to know what you think this about only the second one. Did he not? I don't think he. We watched that one in January, didn't we? Uh, I don't know. I, I should probably credit our our people correctly here. Um. Yeah, Dread was not Charles. That was the last one prior. So Office Space oh, and Snatch are just Charles. Okay, one out of two. That's fine. Charles, you bastard. All right. <laughs> All right. As a reminder, if you would like to read my uh, movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie or sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do it is on my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. And that will do it. Let's catch up with chat and we will call it a late night. Rafael Salvador, Matt and I once made love and I felt his love as hard as the bangles did from the Rams. I have a real love-hate relationship with the audience, you know? You guys make me watch Snatch. You make me talk about Matt's butthole. Jeez. Yeah, Jeez. Uh, the, the football jokes are too easy tonight, I suppose. I Especially when the Rams are playing. They really play into I that know. bit. Yeah, they do. Chuck Yost. Yost, no note. Thank you, sir. Nathan E. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered, yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph Thomas Paine from the American Crisis. Mm. Thank you so much. Yeah, maybe Wise we'll words. win like 
really hard. Downskated. It is sad to see Matt without his water beside him, especially when the world seemingly requires whiskey these days. I'll catch you tomorrow from recovery room after major dental surgery. Send us a video. Well, uh, Godspeed in that. Um, And uh, yeah, I suppose I've never been a whiskey. I'm not much of a liquor guy, but certainly not a whiskey guy in particular. I suppose maybe the audience insofar as they've converted me to one in the chamber, no safety. Um, perhaps they will convince me to the true manhood of whiskey one day, but that day is not today. Disturbed 2K7. Sup, Matt and Blonde. I hope you guys have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Oh, that's right. With your respective wife and husband. You both look stunning as always. Blonde, more so than Matt. God bless you and your fam fams. (sighs) Fams fam. I I thank you despite the slight. (laughs) Appreciate it. Oh, I, yeah. I was ranked lower than you in stunning this. That was a slight. Well, I am getting older every day, so your chance is. What is about bravery? Uh, you want to be I, stunning I'm, and brave, perhaps. I'm clearly braver. Oh, damn it. Uh, Majorison says Trudeau should have said, You will look at, at as gay as me. You will wait. wait. <laughs> I, I messed that up. No, that's what yeah. it says. You will look as gay as me, it must be what it's supposed to say. Strong deterrent there. They will make you look as gay as he does if you continue to disobey. He does look so gay. Like, Mm. like he's just been glory holing it all day. (laughs) Imperious. Um, Amazon Lada Durangs is the most insulting blackwashing of a piece of our culture to date. These goblins won't stop until our people's culture is utterly destroyed. (laughs) No, it's funny, though. They should continue doing this because they always do it worse. Like, like uh, I, I will, I will watch at least superior? one episode. I will watch. Who is it was saying that oh, we need white fresh prints for revenge? Who was saying that? I don't know. They just rebooted fresh print. Fresh. fresh yeah, I've prints. seen that. It's like uh, there's a, there is a reboot coming out, but it's not white people. No, of course not. Yeah. Uh, Robert Lockhart, Canada's prime minister has an appropriate name for an inept tyrant who's surprised when people object to his tyranny. Just intrude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I think that's funny. Dexter Beard, haven't caught a live stream in a while. Blonde, as hot as ever. Hope all is well with you, Matt. Are you a libertarian? You, uh, Mrs. and Rothbard, make a strong argument. Just come over uh, on over to the dark side. He's mm. he's coming. He's coming along nicely. Uh, I I kind of hate all titles. I, I guess the the term libertarian comes with a lot of negative connotation. Some deserved, some undeserved. The party absolutely deserves it because they're they're a whole bunch of nonsense. But there's a lot of pretty serious disagreement of principle within the so-called libertarian group as well. Issues on abortion, for example. Issues on borders, for example. So that that title comes with a lot of baggage. I mean, yeah. let's put and and the other problem with the libertarian title is my view on. Certainly, I don't think government has a lot of say or any legitimate say on the morality with which you treat yourself. But that doesn't mean that you don't have an obligation to treat yourself morally and that all choices are equally valid. I think that's That's where libertarianism runs into some problems, too. The, the, The moral framework is on you to install and uphold yourself in yourself. But but. I, I suppose there's a segment of libertarians that just kind of view that, that, that hold the idea, I suppose, um, as long as you're not harming anybody who gives a shit. Well, yeah, 
yeah, in so far as it's not really my business, but I do give a shit in trying to encourage good choices and to make good choices. Not that I want them forced on other people, but sometimes a lot of libertarianism lacks a moral core. And that's where I shy away from it, too. I, I don't want that moral core enforced at government gunpoint. That's that's kind of where I would be wary of adopting other titles. But yeah, I mean, insofar as the government uh, shouldn't be deciding a lot of these things, that's where I'm in alignment with that title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ken Nichols, civil disobedience implies breaking the law, which means being arrested, booked, charged, tried. That's why these truckers getting hammered are heroes. They're pledging to each other their lives, their fortune, and their sacred honor right yeah. on. That is exactly right. Yeah, they <clears throat> uh, they deserve all the, well, they're not going to get any credit on the, in, in, you know, cable news stories or uh, I suppose in mainstream print. But uh, I, I they certainly have credit from us and I, I know they have credit from pretty much everybody in our audience and and uh, I hope they know that. And I hope that they're uh, maintaining. I, I I don't need to hope. I know that they're maintaining each other's spirits very well. This yep. um, they are. You watch like Viva Fry's streams or anybody else. People are having a a fun time there. You know, it just looks like a cool place to be. In addition to standing up for the right things. So I don't think I don't think Justin Trudeau's threats have broken anybody's spirit. But we'll see. You mean people aren't intimidated by Justin Trudeau? No, I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, Marshall Francis says, love being able to listen to the show at work, especially since I haven't had Wi-Fi for most of the week. Also, in case anybody needs a music or movie recommendation, check out Ice Nine Kills stuff. Thank you for that. We appreciate mm, it. Thanks. I hope I just didn't say something naughty every time I do something like that. I think that I say something really racist on accident. Corey Alexander says, I can't wait for the U.S. Freedom Convoy January 6th 2.0 lol. <laughs> no jokes. January 6th was a travesty to something, something, something... Did you see the CNN op-ed headline that was something to the effect of Joe Rogan's N-word usage is the latest January 6th? It was really So it level. caused widespread um, innocuous trespassing? Or I suppose maybe it was similar in that it was widely mischaracterized and sensationalized by media, but they changed the headline, I believe. Uh, what? Or did, did they mean it pissed off black people and caused them to trespass i don't know i actually don't know what they what they meant i think they meant that he will get away with it in the same way that trump got away with it or something like that i think was their angle i don't know have to read it later uh trapped the world u.s defense of ukraine will destroy nato can't get allies to meet two percent defense commitment already why be a nato member if u.s will spend Blood and treasure to protect you regardless of mm. membership. Yeah, I suppose I hadn't thought That's of it true. from that angle. That uh, it will lead to the uh, questioning of those alliances. Genghis Khan, uh, Chubby, says, says, Taiwan is beating China in the Olympic medal count right now. Could you imagine how good it must feel to have the Taiwanese national anthem played in Beijing? That's <laughs> never going to happen. I, I haven't been watching the Olympics, so I wasn't even aware of that. I assume that that's all my... Knee-jerk reaction was to ask why that would even be allowed in China, but I suppose that's governed by the Olympic Committee and not by China. That's why. I don't know. Hmm. Trapped to the world. Russia is not leading a global ideological alliance obsessed with destroying economic and personal liberty. Whatever approach should be taken in Ukraine, it cannot be based on Cold War strategies. Hmm. Um, Pep. 
how thick a piece of a piece of steel uh, needs to be to reliably stop a 308 or 3006 round asking for a friend? Uh, I don't take my advice on ballistics and uh, armor capabilities, but I've personally seen half inch steel do it. That's not a recommendation that you try it, though, if it's protecting something very important on the other side of that steel. Yep, yep, I yep. wouldn't recommend getting shot by either round under any circumstance. No, indeed. Knuckle Hunky Buck. The science is settled. We're always at war with East Asia. The science has changed. We were always at war with Eurasia. <laughs> I believe that that is a 1984 reference. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Esoteric Unbound. You know that the scaffold of lies supporting COVID tyranny is starting to collapse when they begin gaslighting us all about the new science justifying the lifting of restrictions. Only fools like Joe and Fidel Jr. are doubling down on the submit or grandma will die crap more power to them. The longer they persist, the more of their fellow travelers will out themselves and reserve their places against the wall. Wow. that That's a Greta Thunberg quote. That's what that is. Remember when she like said it. that and got in trouble? We're going to well, line up all the... We're going to line up all the uh, global warming deniers against the wall. Whoops, that's not what I meant. She I'm, said that? She said something like that, yeah. And then she apologized because mm-hmm. she's just a uh, Swedish girl who lo- who lost something in translation. That's funny because she'd be so easy to kill. Like her specifically. Um, she's so weak and small. Well, I mean, certainly Greta executing people uh, by gunfire against a wall is the future that us, way too many people actually want. They would love to see... People Fine. like the Freedom Convoy. She can executed come at me. I will choke her out with her braids. I'll do it. She better care. be a good shot in that yeah, scenario. Really. That's all I can say. I bet she's not a Holder Mulray. Ron Paul warned us about the consequences of monetary policy and inflation, but that was four, maybe five decades ago. <laughs> yeah, that's that all outdated. Was four days ago, five days ago. <laughs> Seven seed new. Um, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest to them, for God has shown it to them. Romans one eighteen. Thank you for that. <clears throat> I am not going to be niggardly. Thanks for supporting the show. Got to punct- punctuate your scripture with I know. Bernie saying something that sounds like a slur. That's true. Uh, only hope is that all these kids will grow up to be a generation of vengeance-seeking deadmans, uh, desmans on their dumb parents. Honkening plus purge. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'll donate to all your GoFundMes. I'll do it. Uh, I can't it. I can't blame them for the revenge they will inevitably enact. Yep. Aladdin's nightmare. The Biden crime family has mansions, land, and business interests in Ukraine. He wants to create war so he can send weapons, money to his criminal allies. I'm not saying the current government is corrupt. Yeah, I'm not ruling anything out. All I know, because I'm not an expert on any of this, and I get most of my information from the Daily Stormer. Um, <clears throat> I I just uh, think that everything that we're being told must be a lie. When was the last uh, time yeah, the government well, told us the truth about anything? Of course I want to be um, driven by data and evidence and substantiated claims. And I largely am or try to be. Uh, however, if you had to pick knee-jerk... Um, the opposite of what the State Department says is uh, the better knee jerk of believe what the State Department says, uh, no doubt. Ken Nichols, Matt, when Blonde finally gets you kicked off YouTube, she should take a 10% hit in the profit share. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's good. I think he'll be okay. I think whoever's on the inside uh, helping us out at YouTube is specifically a blonde fan. That, that's what I think. President Meg Thomas. It made me want to burn somebody's house down. Roger Ebert would be proud. I'm starting to tear up myself. 
Love to you guys from the Oregon Hellscape. Can somebody look it up and tell me if Roger Ebert hated this? I don't think he had died. I actually did read his review because whenever I hate a movie, I have to like read a few reviews and figure out if I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, I try to do this. I try to do this after I write my review. So I don't, you know, get influenced. uh, Yeah. But he gave it, uh, he didn't hate it, but he gave it, I forget what his rating system is. It's stars. But out of what? Because he gave it two. Four. Okay. So it was two out of four. That's not great. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jonah, thank you. Chimp in a bow tie. Malice has it right. No politician made or followed policy out of choice. The media imposed lockdowns and masks and could destroy anyone who stepped out of line. So, of course, Murphy can't quote any data. That's true. Yeah, maybe. Uh, fam. Maybe that explains it. Let me reload this really quick. Ah, Behina fan. Fam says watching most movies is supposed to be a fun experience. What the segment has become is a chore to you guys. Movies that are made to be a good time. You hate like you're being obligated to watch it. Normally, I think it is a good time. It is. And and you're right that when you hate a movie, we are obligated to watch it. Like as pursuant to the bit, we are. Um, That said, don't get the impression that because I hate a particular movie, I hate doing this. as I mentioned before, sometimes I wouldn't say that this movie was fun to hate. I kind of enjoyed hating, say, Blade Runner, because That's- especially <laughs> especially when we uh, disagree, the hate becomes fun. I don't know that this was the most fun hated movie that I've had. But even even when you hate a movie, the passion of that experience still makes it fun. So, yeah, don't don't get the impression that just because this movie sucked in my or our opinion that. I want to that that I think the whole thing is such a chore that I wouldn't do it. There's no structure in which I or we will love every single movie that is played. It's just not possible. Well, I don't want to watch that movie review segment anyway. We both (laughs) love every movie. Yeah, Um, it it probably would suck. Last one is Ken Nichols. Just kidding, blonde. I can't help but log in each week uh, to see the next scandalous thing you'll say. You know, all the people used to be like I am now. (laughs) <laughs> she's the old soul you know i am i just talk exactly the same way i did in high school in 2006 <laughs> and um and all the way that my friends talked and now they've all gone woke and gotten vaccinated or whatever the fuck and i'm just the only person that's still the way that i was except for less <laughs> drunk i'm less drunk now. that's and that's, that's an improvement there you go Is no it- <laughs> Why? I assume you tell me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was really punchy. No Guardy says, uh, given where Matt is on libertarianism, I recommend checking out the Mrs. M-I-S-E-S. Mrs. Caucus. Takehubanaction.com. I'm unfamiliar, but I can uh, give a visit to the um, to the website and check it out. Uh, Perhaps it is something that'll be up my alley and I'll give it a visit. Thanks for uh, supporting the show. That is much appreciated. Uh, I did mention, let me head on over to DLive because I have no idea what the hell is going on with, with the DLive feed right now. I want to make sure that I'm not improperly ignoring anybody, but it looks like we are good. So at least on a refresh. So I apologize if we've missed any DLive chats uh, and we'll uh, we'll figure that out later if we have. But thank you guys for hanging out on DLive as well. Anything else over uh, on YouTube before we get out of here? Nope. I think we're okay. good. Okay. Give it a quick... Uh, Double check refresh over on Tippy Stream. We're all set. 
All right. Well, uh, then we will go ahead and get the hell out of here. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight, as always, especially a little bit later than usual, and especially on behalf of something as obviously homosexual as football. But, you know, we try not to compete with the Super Bowl. So thanks for hanging in there. And if you're listening later on demand, because you didn't want to stay up and listen live, or maybe you just like listening on demand, thank you for tuning in as well. If you'd like more to listen to, we have extra material over on the audio platforms. You can listen back to the call-in show. We have extra interviews over there, uh, all linked in the description and over on the website. That's Matt Christensen. MattChristensenMedia.com. It's at that point in the night where I can't even say my own name. MattChristensenMedia.com. That's where you find everything show-related. You can uh, catch the show there, send us a message, check out the merch store, anything else. We will be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys.